If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Now on the line for us, we have Ryan Payne. He is the president and chief investment officer of Payne Capital Management. That's Payne, P-A-Y-N-E. He also has a show on WABC every weekend. Tell us about your show real quick. Before we get to the pain that we're seeing in the stock market, Ryan Payne. So many ways to use that last name, Payne. But, yes, 1 o'clock uh, every Saturday on Steve Moore's show, More Money. We've got a segment, so uh, great to be here. And we have been feeling some pain, uh, P-A-I-N, in the stock market, especially this week as we close up for the Labor Day holiday. So the Dow is down, uh, what was it, 250 points. Inflation continues to outpace worker wages. And yet you have President Biden touting that we're in such a strong economy. Uh, it, it, it's kind of bizarre because we do have this crazy inflation, right? We're at 40-year highs, which we haven't seen inflation like this since the early 80s. Um, but, you know, we had the labor report come out today, and the labor market continues to be a lot stronger than I think everyone's anticipated. We added another 315,000 jobs uh, for the month, and you know, we saw more people come back into the labor force, which is actually a really big positive because you have more people working. That can actually take some of the pressure off those wage gains, and we saw wage gains lessen a little bit too. So I think we're seeing a lot of good news that inflation actually might start coming down. One, uh, Ryan Ed Cox, one thing I do not understand, we have very low uh, unemployment, uh, lots of jobs available, um, uh, much more jobs available than job seekers, and yet the economy, technically you could say it's in a recession, at two, two down quarters and probably headed into a third. How do you explain that? Uh, you know, I, I think the inflation front is a big part of that. Um, and coming out of COVID, obviously, is some of the numbers, the way they line up, um, you know, they're not coming in necessarily great. But I think inflation is the biggest problem here. Ed. And I think that's why the Fed is being so aggressive about bringing interest rates back down, or excuse me, bringing interest rates up to bring inflation back down. But on the other hand, if you look at it historically, we've never really had a recession while unemployment uh, was so low or, or really, you know, if you saw you know, jobs were continue to be created. So I think from that perspective, you know, technically it might be in a recession, but the real question is, is the economy really in that bad of shape? I think that's the big question. So it's a, a full employment recession. <laughs> and now, yeah. a, a granted, unemployment is a lagging indicator, right? So that may be part of it. That is part of it. But, but I think the reality of it is we saw that JOLTS report come out this past week, too, which is back, backwards looking. But when you had 11.3 million job openings, you're still at that ratio of for every two jobs, there's only one person looking. I mean, that's the hottest job market we've ever seen historically, or the tightest, rather. Um, so I don't think that's going away anytime soon because you still have an aging population in the U.S. Baby boomers are still going to be retiring. Um, and, you know, we, we know that, uh, you know, people aren't having as many babies as they used to. So I think all of these speak to a tight labor market for a lot longer. Um, now, if you have inflation coming down, but the labor market stays tight, that actually might not be a bad scenario looking forward when you start thinking about the economy. Well, if you take a look at it from the Fed's point of view, they got two mandates, Humphrey Hawkins, 
Uh, they have to keep unemployment low, and they have to keep inflation low. Now, unemployment's low, inflation's high, so they can be very aggressive with interest rates, right? Well, it's tricky, right, because if they're too aggressive, uh, that could put us into a deeper recession. And, you know, I would mention here, I wouldn't trust the Fed. Twelve months <laughs> ago, remember Jay Powell was saying, I'm not even thinking about thinking about uh, raising interest rates, <laughs> which is a completely different tune today. The, the only people didn't know that uh, inflation was a problem was the Fed. Um, and now they're talking extremely hawkish. And we know if we look on the ground floor, commodity prices are coming down. Supply chains are getting fixed. We saw wages slowing up this, this past month. On the ground, inflation is coming down. It seems like the Fed's the only, uh, <laughs> only people on the planet that doesn't know that's happening. So I suspect they can pivot very aggressively again, just like they did from last year to this year. Ryan Payne, oh, I'm just uh, Ryan Payne again of Payne Capital Management. Oil prices. Uh, the Biden administration is taking credit for the oil prices going down. They've gone down a little steadily since, uh, I guess, the past uh, what couple of weeks now. Who is actually explain to our listeners who actually determines the cost of oil per barrel? And of course, just another point that I'd like to make: it was a lot lower under Trump, even though it's gone lower recently. It has gone lower. I mean, there's there's a couple factors, right? I mean, prices got so high, and you know, we we have a saying at. What cures higher prices? Higher prices. So I think the American consumer was forced to to pull back on what they were spending, but also, you know, we're still we're still at those we're not at pre-pandemic levels of production yet either. So you know, there's still a lot more production to be done. I know John talks about this a lot in the U.S. We could be producing a lot more oil. So you know, you know prices are still relatively high, but I think you know, you've seen the consumer pull back. And again, that is disinflationary. Again, that should be a good sign as we move into you know, getting that CPR, that inflation number for September, it should be lower again. And that's before the Fed's meeting. So I think that's going to be a really critical, um, you know, number that comes out and finding out if inflation still is coming down as aggressively. And it looks like it actually is. Hey, Ryan, this is Nelson Happy. I'm concerned about the real estate market. We've seen here in New York City that sales of property has just gone to nothing, but rent is hot. And all over the country, houses are staying unsold. Could we be faced with a serious problem here with the, all the jobs related to real estate changing and people not being able to sell their houses and move? I actually don't think we are because I think the bottom line is, look, the unaffordability of houses was literally at the – we've had the, the most unaffordable number since like 1988 or 1989. So I think with the Fed raising interest rates, and we saw mortgage rates go from 3 to 5%, it's definitely cooled the market. But prices certainly have to come down. You're starting to see that. But demographically speaking, I talk about this a lot. We've had an undersupply of the housing market for like a decade, and you've got a whole cohort of millennials that need homes. So I do think prices have to come down, but I think there's a huge demand behind that. It wasn't like back in never 2008, 2009, you just had vacant um, you know, lots of properties where it was just like no demand, just supply. So I think bottom line is real estate has to cool. It's not a bad thing, and there's huge demand behind it because of millennials. Not necessarily the worst thing in the world. Well, thank you so much, Ryan Payne. Again, that's Payne. Um, what is it? Payne uh, Capital Management, P-A-Y-N-E. And uh, thank you so much for always giving us the greatest advice, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend, TGIF. Hey, my pleasure. Happy Labor Day weekend. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.